Hey, Powerhouse Fencers. This is Dan and Alyssa. I'm Dan. She's Alyssa. New and improved for this week. Uh, welcome to the show, presented by Memphis Fence Company, Memphis Fence Manufacturing, and Simpalo. So like, that that's actually Memphis Fence Company, MFC Manufacturing, and Simpalo. It's right here if you if you need some notes. I did need some notes, but I need them in front of me. <laughs> oh, sorry. I didn't do a very good job of that. You did not, but you assumed Zach would be here. So, All right, well, I'm filling in for Zach. I'm Alyssa, Dan's wife, and um, the best he could find. You shush. You're not supposed to tell him that. Oh, I'm not Dan's wife. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm done. Oh, that's Okay. Well, uh, thanks for tuning in today. We uh, We have some listeners in Canada now. We always like to update everybody on, you know, our international listeners, list, <laughs> listeners. So uh, we we have a we have a listener in Canada now. We had some in Italy, but I think that's kind of cheating. I think that was Alaria and yeah, her family she, over there. She, uh, our listener, came back. Yeah, that's right. So we have no we have this. no more Italian listeners. Um, yeah. We are live, so I just put the phone number on the bottom if anybody wants to call in. What is uh, it? What is the number? Yeah. I don't know. Every time. Uh, 901-878-4987. That is the phone number for Simpalo. Uh, so in today's show, we've got one of our vendors. Uh, someone added him to the studio. I was going to let it be a surprise, but there's Brad. Boom. Here I am. Yep. <laughs> surprise. And... uh so we're going to talk about some vendor relationships, you know, why we care about the vendors, what makes a good one, how do we find a good one, and uh, what what do they need from us, and how can we help keep them happy, and things along those lines, because ultimately, we can't do what we do without our vendors, and we all depend on one another to get this whole thing done that we're trying to do. All right, let's do it. Okay. So first, we'll run through our old business real quick. Um, we're still working through the onboarding stuff with Job Nimbus. We have been through a few sessions with them, and we set up our our QuickBooks sync and all of that, and kind of just working through it. And I actually put the first real job in there today. It was a manufacturing job that I was able to put the lead in and kind of build the estimate and stuff inside of Job Nimbus. So. We're really still like in the very early stages of it and trying to figure out how it works, to be honest. But it's pretty exciting. Looking forward to seeing what it can do and see how it helps us out. Um, and we'll definitely share more as we go along. You have any any other old business? No, I don't. No? Okay. Well, since this is my first show, I don't have old business. Alaria, <laughs> yes. you have any old business? No, I don't. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So uh, now, Brad, we do this thing in our show where we learn some Italian. Okay. All right. So you, you didn't know what you were getting into there, but our our word for the week is vendor. So now Alaria tells us how to say it in Italian and then makes fun of us for not being able to do it. Singular? Yeah. Venditore. 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 You did it. <gasps> Look at me. Brad. I feel, I feel really fancy now. What what you got, Brad? 
Vindiore. Close enough. <laughs> <laughs> but we're all surprised about Dan. Good job, Dan. That was an A for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I've been practicing. <laughs> That's yeah, what I do on the sure. way to and from work. I practice my Italian now. Exactly. Love He's that. the one who makes up the word. That's the word of the week. So uh, he can just practice. That's a good point. That's I, okay. I feel very appreciated. I never do that, though. <laughs> I've never. That's why, that's why I picked you. You're smarter than me. I, I pick the word every week, and I've never even realized I could cheat. You could cheat. <laughs> so, anyways. Um. If you hadn't figured it out by now, our guest for the week is Mr. Brad Rude. So, Brad, how's it going, everybody? Welcome. Hey, can we say where he's from, or no? Yeah, we can yes. say where you're from, right? Yeah. All right, hailing from Stevens Pipe and Steel. He works out of the branch in Nashville. So correct. Yeah, uh, we we do some business with Brad up there in Nashville, and he runs trucks down here to Memphis and. Where all do your trucks go? Uh, all over the country, but our branch in particular, we mainly focus on Tennessee, northern Alabama, um, western Kentucky, a little bit in Arkansas, maybe up into Missouri every once in a while. Yeah. So, but as a company, all across the country. How long have you been our rep? Since we've been um, probably. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I think there might have been a few way back when, when me and Dan were in high school, but right, <laughs> pretty much it's been since I've been, yeah, it's, it's been probably 10 years or so. Yeah. Wow. So uh, what do you do at Stevens Pike? I am a sales rep out of the Nashville location, um, but at a branch level, I wear a little more than one hat. So we also, you know, I handle some of the purchasing, um, managing of people uh, the employees coming in you know everything making sure the trucks are loaded to go out making sure customers are loaded i mean we we all, we wear all the hats at a branch level yeah and so y'all have customers that come in and like place orders and pick it up there on the yard and then you also have people like us that would order it from you and you ship it out too right correct nashville is a huge pickup market so um, during spring, summer months, it's not uncommon for us to have 30 plus customer pickups in a day. Wow. So what, what kind of stuff do you keep in stock there on the yard that somebody could show up and pick up? A lot of it is wood. Um, Stevens Nashville, Stevens Pipe in Nashville, we are one of the bigger uh, branches that stocks wood. Um, a lot of aluminum fencing, chain link, uh, PVC, pretty much, pretty much all of it, yeah. So a lot of residential focused kind of stuff there. On a lot the of residential focus here in Nashville. Um, Nashville's kind of a market where a lot of people don't have yards. So we are the installer's yard. So it's pretty much a day-to-day -day basis. I'm seeing the same people, you know, getting what they need for the day. Right. I'll be honest. I didn't know y'all were big in wood. So is it mm -hmm. like pine, the Western Red Cedar, just all of it? Nashville is primarily for us a, a pine market. So we do have a little bit of cedar, but for us, it's mainly a uh, pressure tree to pine. Isn't that surprising? Because like we in Memphis think of Nashville as being like a wealthy city, 
And uh, hey, we talk about that too, that Memphis is primarily cedar from what I understand. And Nashville is pr- primarily pine. And, yeah, that, that's crazy. I guess, uh, I guess maybe the rich people in Nashville spend all their money on like a fancy fence to go around the front yard and then just put some pine back there in the back or something. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but is it like a lot of pine picket? Because when we go up and we see like Franklin and Brentwood and stuff, it's a lot of like ranch fence too. That uh, farm fence is really big as well. We do both, but it, it, it is both of it. So, um, I mean, I know I had probably 1,500 to 2,000 feet worth of farm fence go out today, and it's a rainy day, so. Yeah, there is a bunch of that stuff up there, that kind of south of Nashville, like like she said, I didn't really think about that. It is. There's, it seems like there's a lot of people from uh, out west coming in, California, that the land and all that stuff is a lot cheaper here. So mm-hmm. they buy five acres and fence the entire thing in, and they will throw a farm fence around it, throw some wire in it instead of chain link. So, yeah. yeah well, they're in the country now. They got to have a country fence, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So the only the reason farmers. I know is, that, yeah. The only reason I know they sell wood is just from hearing Brad complain about, you know, having to go out and load trucks and stuff. <laughs> I know. Yes. Like, right. It is a lot. Yeah around COVID or like a little bit after COVID, I can't remember what, but they were always, um, can't remember if it was you or Randy, but they said, just email Brad. He's probably out on the yard loading mm. people up. It's just easier like, to email him. Yeah, kind of. Like I said, at a, at a branch level, we wear all the hats. So if I have a guy that doesn't show up, customers still want loaded. Yep. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I would say listeners, um, maybe just think about that, like with your, vendors and everyone like if you struggle to find labor guess what they do too so no it's everywhere yeah so i i personally try to be very understanding of that and like any kind of service situation if i go to a restaurant or anything you know always try to just remember like we have problems trying to hire people at work i'm sure this restaurant does too so yeah working in the service industry makes you really sympathetic to anyone in the service industry yeah, so sure. I'm I'm probably overly nice to them. Yeah, like we have a someone painting our house right now. She started today. Um, she was supposed to start Monday, and she was just so sympath not sympathetic, uh, apologetic. And I said, "Hey, I get it. The mm-hmm. fact that you're just keeping the communication open is great, but I mean, I get it." So, so <laughs> Kenny's question. Brad, how well does your company maintain your yard? How many yard employees do you have that pull customers and clean up the yard on a regular basis? Uh, so for that, I think maybe just an average, because we've already talked about how, you know, struggle to keep people there. But at our branch, personally, we try to keep about four guys on forklifts. We also have two in our hardware uh, warehouse, and then we have two in the gate shop one welder and one gate filler yeah so we we're one of the smaller stevens branches for sure uh so what would you say the turnaround time is maybe not turnaround turnover that's the word what would you say the turnover is for your employees on the yard do you have like um a group is that group been with you or would you say people don't really necessarily like working on the yard very much 
Um, we're kind of in the transition of a new crew right now. Um, summer months tend to kill us on that. Uh, it's hot. I mean, we have about a nine acre asphalt mm -hmm. lot. Yikes. So when it's consistently in the nineties, it, it starts to wear them down. So mm -hmm. yeah. always summertime, we start losing some people. And then once again, when it's cold, I mean, it's, it's an outside job. So yeah, get them some, uh, get them some air conditioned forklifts, man. That way yeah. they all go park around behind the building and just sit in the forklift. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, you tell people that when you hire them, it's hot when it's hot and it's cold when it's cold. It, mm -hmm. it is what it is. So yeah. yep. and trust me, I know. Cause that's when everybody wants to call out. Nobody calls out when it's 70 degrees and sunny out. It's, when it's cold and raining or a hundred degrees. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'd kind of rather be at work on the junky days and be off on the nice days to go do something I want to do, I guess. But, and it is tough when it's hot and summertime's tough. It's hot. Yeah. All right. So why do we care about our vendors? Anybody got any, any ideas on that? Well, just like employees, we can't do the jobs without them. So that would be my answer. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty hard to sell material that you can't buy. Yeah. Right. We can't go install a fence if we can't buy something. Um, and granted, a lot of people out there just going to the box store and like, that's a whole different situation. But um, a vendor is a part of your team. And I mean, you can't do it without them. You got to find somebody that's going to take care of you and you got to take care of them. Um, yeah. So I, I have in my notes here, have you ever been in a bind and needed somebody to help you out? Like you're, you're not going to go to a box store. You're not going to call somebody that you've pissed off every single day of the month and ask them to do you a favor. Like you gotta, you, you gotta take care of people for them to be willing to, to try to take care of you. So what, what makes a good vendor? What do you, what do you think? Okay. And don't cheat. Don't read my notes. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Brad, did you have anything to say about uh, why we care about our vendors? I mean, you kind of hit it on that. I mean, it's the same with us. We got to, We have vendors as well that we need our vendors to be able to have product to, to sell. And you guys need product from us to be able to install. So I yeah. mean, it's very important to have good vendors. Right. So, Otherwise, we're kind of at a standstill. Yeah, yeah. So what makes a good vendor? Okay, um, well, you know, Memphis Fence is also a vendor of fence material. So I would, um, so a little bit of my conversation will be us as vendors to like homeowners and stuff like that, you know, are over-the-counter sales. But I think um, one thing is the expertise that they provide. So like if a homeowner comes in and needs to repair themselves, the fence themselves um i think it's good for us to um take note if they're missing something that we think they need in a stretch of fence um just so that they don't get home and they don't have something that's crucial yeah. like tension bands so um to me it's expertise and um i would say that's uh, a big thing so you're you're kind of talking about the scenario of like a old school feed store versus going to a big retail store yeah, and buying like, your dog food. Like I mean, you go to Lowe's, you're 
you might see one employee the entire time you're there. Mm. So, I mean, if you have a question about what you need, good I luck. Mean, Google. <laughs> You'll see but, 10 of them, but nobody can answer the question. Yeah. Exactly. Well, because their first day was like, you know, two days ago. So that, yeah. that's if you can catch them when they're running away from you. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I'll say for me, like in, you know, our fence world, uh, kind of like us being the buyer response time is really probably the number one thing for me. Um, you know, it's really frustrating to me whenever you send something to a vendor and you're like, Hey, can you give me a price? And then you just hear nothing. Um, so I, I guess response at all would be a part of that, but you know, we're, we're not the best at a forethought and, planning in advance so a lot of times we maybe we'll send something to a vendor a couple days before bid time and like you know we we need prices back we can't wait a week that and, never happens in the fence world yeah right <laughs> never right also like it never happens that a customer calls and is like hey i need a bid on this can you do that in the next hour i'm gonna yeah. need that bid in an hour oh so <laughs> brad has a visitor <laughs> yeah i got a visitor <laughs> my son just got home uh, that's cool. Um, yeah. So I, like I said, response time is a big thing for me. And then, you know, maybe people who are willing to go a little bit extra when the occasion arises. So a lot of times, I mean, you see in like the fence Facebook groups and all that where you get called to do a repair and it's some prefabricated fence. And, you know, there's, I don't know how many people make that stuff, but a ton. And you've got to try to match it to replace three panels. I mean, you know, nobody likes doing that. We don't like, spending three days trying to find some material to replace three panels brad probably doesn't like doing that either but i mean it's all part, part of, of it. it yeah and i mean we're here to provide a service and a part of that service is doing somebody's little repair because guess what next month or next year they might want to you know fence in their new facility that they just bought or something you never know got to take care of everybody True. um Oh, and kind of back to Alyssa's point, I have uh, thinking about your list when they enter it. A lot of times you'll get a list of material and like just mindlessly duplicate it and not even think about it. But, you know, having somebody who would actually kind of think and like Brad will call me and be like, hey, you know, these posts are some weird length. I, I think that was the last time it was that deal with that schedule 80 pipe on it. Mm -hmm. And you I think you called me and asked me something about the the length of the post or something like that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's right. But, um, I mean, as we've kind of been testing Simpalo, you know, especially in the early days, there was some real mistakes in there that you called and I was able to, uh, one, correct it and bid the job right, but also go into Simpalo and get that fixed too. So. Well, and I, a lot of times, like what you said, um, a customer will come in and they'd ask for some material. And so I just ring them up for what they want because, I, I guess I just didn't think about it too much, but our yard guy would come in, look at the list and he'd be like, uh, are you sure you don't need this, this, and this? And mm -hmm. normally they'd be like, yeah, I do need that. So I, <laughs> I think that's good just to, um, get that extra step. Just, yeah. I mean, we are, like I said, we are supposed to be the experts. So oh, that's what they say. That's what they say. <laughs> we, we at least work at a fence company. So <laughs> <laughs> we're experts at something. That's right. Exactly. Don't know what it is. That's right. So Kenny asked, what would you say is the most difficult product to keep in stock? And what are some of the hardest material and fittings for you to get right now? 
I mean, uh, difficult as in pulling it and getting it ready or? I take the question as being like maintaining the stock. But what do you uh, sell out of yeah, all the time? what's flying off the shelves? Wood and aluminum go really quickly. Hey, um, a- after this, can you let me know specifically? I'm going to go see if I can stock up. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but th- I mean, that's just with, uh, I mean, wood, aluminum, um, chain link can go fast. I mean, you know, depending on your stock, if somebody turns in a big order, you know, that you didn't see coming down the pipe, I mean, right. it can... It, it changes things really quick for yeah. you. Some, um, somebody shows up and buys you out? Yeah. Hey, I guess that's another thing that I, I didn't have in here at all, but that kind of brings up another good point is maybe communicate with your vendors. Uh, if you do have a big order coming up, you know, maybe try not to be the guy that just shows up and is like, hey, I need to buy all of this. You know, maybe give them a little heads up so they can kind of prepare to fill your order too. Like. Good yeah, point. I mean, an example of that, I told I had the 1125 foot uh, farm fence going out today that the customer warned me last week that it was coming. So I was able to make sure that I had an order in with my vendor to make sure that I was prepared and ready to go for that. Yeah. At least it gave you, I mean, even if you didn't have the replacement stuff in stock, at least it gave you a week heads up and to, you know, to you get it ordered. Yeah. Get your replacement order in. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good point. Did they did they go ahead and buy it, or did they just give you a heads up? They bought it. I, I loaded posts today. Okay, so. I, know, I, I feel like something that we kind of struggle with is someone might come in, do this huge order, and they're like, all right, I'll come back next week, and then they never show up. So they're, I guess, uh, you know, I don't, you know, we don't deal with a lot of walk-ins like that, but right. yeah. you start to learn your customers on who is going to come in and do like they said, versus who is probably giving you the runaround on it. So, I mean, that, that does factor into it a little bit. Yeah. 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 And so like for us, I mean, the way we function, we're not trying to sell material on the scale of like Steven's pipe yeah. or, you know, a branch or anything. It's a lot of just a uh, local smaller contractors will buy some stuff from us here and there. And then, we're really good at having like random stuff. We sold a guy a bunch of two inch rail ends the other day. Cause we had like 95 of them sitting over here. Then nobody else had any. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, that that's kind of where we sell a lot of material is like I said, small fence contractors, some municipalities, things like that. Um, and kind of the way we operate, if it's a special order thing, like they come in and they pay for it before we order it. So um now we have had some customers come in and be like hey i need to buy five thousand feet of eight foot tall nine gauge and we're like uh well (laughs) (laughs) we don't have five thousand feet sitting here and uh so you know we were able to work something the way he really wanted it was like a thousand feet at a time or something like that I, i forget exactly what it was but i think he just came back over the course of several weeks and picked up like a thousand feet at a time and you know, that was somebody that had been buying for us for a while. And we did go ahead and just buy the whole order and, um, you know, let him just come pick it up as he wanted. But so what, what are you having a hard time getting? Is there anything that still is, uh, tough to Not get? Not as bad as it was. I mean, COVID of course changed some things for us on, mm-hmm. on how we buy things. I mean, there was a point in COVID where you turned order in and I told you when I could fill it. And then you came and got it. So, right. Um, and that was 
pretty much across the board with everything. You know, right. I mean, we would get one truckload of pickets in a week and, you know, we'd had orders lined up. The oldest ones, we called them, gave them an opportunity for about a day to respond if they wanted it. Otherwise, we moved on to the next one. I mean, um, different manufacturers put us on buying programs. We were only allowed so much. I mean, it, COVID was definitely a challenging time, but pretty much past a lot of that right now. When you call somebody like Steven's Pipe and you're like, hey, you can only buy so much of whatever it is, that's pretty crazy. You yeah, know? it definitely was. Yeah. And a lot of people get mad at you, but I promise you, I want to sell it too. I don't get paid unless I sell it. So. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah. That's and that's kind of that whole conversation earlier of, you know, we're in the service industry, like things are outside of our control. I mean, we do the best we can, right? So true. Um so how how do we find a good vendor? That's that's a tough question. That is a tough question. All of our vendors have been here basically since I've been here for five well, years. Well, if you didn't know, uh, Randy found me on Tinder. It was kind of one of those classic uh, both swipe right type of moments. So, so Pro tip. Little background on that one there. Pro tip. Pro tip. Go on Tinder. So we, we've been doing epoxy in our kitchen at our house. And... We've watched, I don't know how many YouTube videos I've watched of people doing this stuff, trying to figure it out. And there's this one guy in about 10 times in every video, he goes, that's a pro tip. And so now (laughs) I just started saying it to her and you see it's, it's wearing off on her. So, (laughs) but he, man, he always does that. I'm like, dude, that's everything you say. You're the professional and I'm a dumb, dumb. It's all a pro tip. Like you don't have to point it out, but anyway, rubbing it in. All right, so Tinder is an option of how to find a <laughs> apparently. So That's I don't know. Favorite. Wait a minute. So someone could make an app called Vendor. <gasps> V-I-N-D-R. Yeah. I don't know how you spell Tinder. I think it's, I don't, T-I-N-D. Look, look at your phone. No, Brad, can you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> That's been a long time ago. <laughs> but yeah, there we go. I mean, a lot of it is us, call, is us cold calling. I yeah. mean, as far as that, we're trying to find people just as much as you guys are trying to find vendors. And that. So even a company as big as y'all, y'all are just old calling still? hmm Yeah. Y'all have like a, a department in Kentucky that does that? Or do y'all do that? Uh, there? Any, anybody in sales, yeah. We, we have uh, three sales reps at my location. Any sales rep in the company is most likely cold calling. Hmm. So um, that's one of the things about Stevens is we don't technically have uh like sales areas we're free to go wherever oh so y'all can like compete overlap with other branches and stuff like that well we we use the branch to to sell the you know to get the material out but it kind of gives uh you guys on your end you know there are certain companies that you know they have a territory Mm -hmm. our theory is you know terry's theory is he doesn't want to lose out on the potential business of a customer because they don't like the person in that area. So we're free to, to go wherever and we can, you know, use whatever branch we need to, to get you the material. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. And that would be a cool story. The history of Steven's pipe, but we don't have time for it today, but I think that would be cool. Yeah, I agree. So, so how did y'all get hooked up with Steven's? I have no idea. I don't remember. 
It happened more than like three weeks ago. I don't remember. <laughs> I, I know there was uh, I, I know there was some resistance because of that that old you know, mindset or reputation of Stevens pipe that like, Oh, we're going to get some seconds if we buy anything from Stevens pipe. You know, I, I know that kind of conversation was had early on. I, I don't know. We may have gotten a cold call. Somebody may have stopped by. I, I have no idea. But I believe I, it was a little bit of both. Yeah. I mean, Randy was very hesitant, you know, at yeah. first, which I actually prefer that uh, a new customer is a little hesitant. I mean, that's a good point. It kind of shows you, Shows loyalty. It's, it, it's kind of like dating, dating, you know, you know, it's all cool for a one night stand. Somebody's going to jump on board real quick, but in all reality, is that relationship going to last? Right. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, on the vendor side, somebody that you cold call and is willing to give you an order right off the bat without questioning, it definitely throws red flags yeah. to what you're getting into. Yeah. It's a good point. So, I mean, there's there's usually an underlying issue on why somebody's willing to jump that quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess that I never even thought about that. But how do vendors find good customers? Mm-hmm. So that you just answered one part of that. But yeah, uh, I mean, so I I had to hear. Well, we maybe we just get lucky, you know. Maybe you. Uh, I so. I know I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. My personal opinion, and we talked about this with Kurt um, episode or two ago or something like that, whenever it was, my opinion, the company doesn't matter as much as the rep. Okay. If you got a rep that's going to take care of you, that makes all the difference in the world. Um, And now the company plays a role in it. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to be completely dismissive of that, but I still think the rep is the more important part of the equation. And just a point of that is um just to put us on blast a little bit that when we were going through a difficult time um you know we went to brad and stevens and like hey we're gonna pay you your bills you know we're gonna pay these one of these days (laughs) (laughs) yeah but you know it's kind of a rough patch right now so and i would say stevens was probably one of the most forgiving on that Uh, i've had a few conversations with brad about that (laughs) over the years i mean so that goes to brad as the sales rep and uh, stevens probably just as a whole because i mean brad can only do what he can do you know right that also goes back to the relationship that we've built you know and the trust that we have with each other on being able to do that as well so still looking for a coffee sponsor (laughs) (laughs) yeah for sure and that's that relationship thing i mean it's it's a huge deal. I think a lot of people are dismissive of it, but it's a big deal. Yeah, trying to get the low price, but. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know. What What do you, Brad, how many people do you think split orders? And I don't mean like, you know, somebody showing up and they're going to go to the box store and get their concrete for their 180 foot job. I mean, you know, somebody that's like buying a, a job that's a truckload how many people do you think would buy the wire at one place buy the pipe somewhere else and all that just to try to save a little money versus how it, many people just kind of like buy the job lump sum it does happen but i would say for the most part as far as my dealings that a, a majority of them are you know the job yeah but once again i think that's you know that's on me and the customer building that relationship to be able to do that right but yeah. I mean, there, there are times that, that people do do that. So, 
I kind of believe in the whole, I don't know, maybe it's like the the morals or the ethics side of it, but I think whoever's got the best total price is who I want to buy the material from. You know, I'm not going to say like, I don't, we don't buy everything we buy from Brad at Stevens pipe just for the record, but we do buy a what? lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's about to hang up. <laughs> um, you know, there was some talks about uh, a trip to Kentucky one time that kind of just went away. Maybe that would help us change our opinions a little. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> just kidding. Um, but no, I, I do think like if you're going to get a quote from two or three different suppliers, whoever has the lowest price, in my opinion, is who I'm going to order the thing from. Um, as long as, you know, all of the other factors are there. Like, I'm not going to order it from some, you know, if I'm ordering a $50,000 or $75,000 worth of material, I'm not going to order it from somebody I've never dealt with before. But, you know, if there's two or three people that I know and they'll do it, then, you know, I'm going to look at the total price, not split up the order like that. But also as a fence company, like that's how we want our customers to treat us. We don't want them to come in there and be like, oh, well, you were cheaper on this section of the fence, but somebody else was cheaper on that one. So we're going to split it up. Like, you know, that doesn't really seem to be like the right way to do things. Right. But anyways, um, so do people like interview vendors? Did that, does that happen to you? I mean, I know there's like a bunch of talks and stuff like that kind of at the front end, who we are, what we do, all that type stuff. But I mean, is there ever kind of a more, I don't know, formal or thorough like vetting process than just kind of having some conversations? Not really. I mean, I, I wouldn't say so. I mean, to me, like I said, it's more like building a relationship. I, I mean, I, you want to be able to get along with who you're going to be buying from. So having the conversations and not necessarily fence related, you know, Mm-hmm. somebody that you can have something in common with you know and and be able to work with i mean it, it it adds a lot to that yeah for sure so there i mean i definitely have a lot of customers that i would consider friends at this point now more than you know just a customer of mine right yeah and that's cool it's a good and that, that helps with things yeah 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 for sure uh, uh, i mean the at my office in particular i mean that that's what we preach is build that relationship with the customer. So, yeah. So I have a cool story about that. We had a a sales rep for a company that sold like power tools and, you know, consumables for power tools and things like that. And we were looking for some specific, like a, a bit or something like that, that we needed. And I called the guy up and he's like, man, I'm out of town, but go to my house. He's like, you know where my house is. And he said, I'll give you the code to my garage and there might be one in there. Just go dig around and see if you can find it. And I mean, this guy had like, you know, uh, something like a 62 or 63, like pretty nice Corvette sitting in the garage and had like a bunch of other stuff in there. And I'm just over here rummaging around through his garage. And, uh, you know, so again, the relationship thing, not to keep beating that dead horse, but. There's not a lot of chain link in my garage, so yeah, right, right. I, I don't recommend that one. <laughs> yeah, no, it it doesn't apply to everyone, but in his scenario, like he did have a, yeah. had a little shelf over there with some stuff on it and all that. So, um, but he also had like you know the the tool truck thing, and like he didn't a lot of the stuff he just kind of like had on him in his vehicle or maybe at his house or whatever that he was selling. And they did have a location here, a store, but a lot of it was was on him. Well, now I feel like um, social media is playing a big part of how the new guys are finding their vendors, you know, Mm -hmm. just on that um, 
Facebook group that we're a part of, oh, you'll you see, see people them all, all the time asking who's better or who Are, can I get this from? Yeah. Or where can I buy this? Where, where can, can I, I buy, buy that? This? I've yeah. gone to Brad a few times and been like, hey, do y'all sell this? I don't know. Let me look. And I guess you have like a, a list of. I got a vendor list as well. Yeah. Yep. And so he'll go in the vendor list and be like, yep, I can buy that. And yeah. I know one person that's on your vendor list that you won't buy from again. We experienced that. Yes, together. we did. But, but yeah, so that again, that's pretty cool. Um, I find a lot of new vendors when Dan calls. <laughs> Dan never calls me for simple stuff. I like the if weird stuff, man. I know if I see Dan in my email that I've got something weird coming. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. Mm -hmm. but, um, That's because he doesn't say no. So people know to call him if they have a weird project. And he's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, no. Um, I can't remember. It maybe was that job with that Schedule 80. So that, that Schedule 80 pipe's going on top of uh, some kind of acid treatment facility. And the bottom of the fence is like 92 or 94 feet in the air. And the first time they called me, they're like, hey, I was told to call you that you'd probably be willing to look at this. And I was like, oh, gosh, yeah, this is going to be something crazy. And it actually was something crazy. So but uh, anyways, um, so what can we provide our vendors? I mean, you know, there's the obvious stuff on the front end. Um, but what about like what, what can we provide when we're requesting a quote or kind of as we're working together? to help be treated um, in a way that we're not put on the back burner, I guess. I don't want to say a priority, but like we're not back burnered. What, what do you need from us to, to help from that aspect? Remove the word standard from your vocabulary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is no such thing as standard. I mean, that when we get anybody gets that and says a standard, there's no standard. I mean, everybody does different things with it. So that's every email I send you. Yeah, just the regular black vinyl commercial chain link. <laughs> so I'll work on but, that. But I've dealt with you guys long enough that I know what your tip, what you typically would use. So when you say that, that's a little bit different than somebody just saying, I just need a standard commercial fence. I got right. you. So, oh, and man, we deal with that too. Oh, that, I just want a standard height. Well, <laughs> oh, okay. Like I'm going to give you 14. I have a lot of those. <laughs> yeah. Like you just said, you know, you're going to give them 14 foot tall. You tell me you want standard. We're going 40 weight, nine gauge wire. Let's mm -hmm. race and trust this thing. Yep. You know. Yeah. We talked about that the other day. I actually have that as a example here in a minute. So, um, and what about material list? Like how you got anything you want to say about that? I mean, the material list definitely helped. Um, I know you have your Sapala thing. We have uh, a program that we can use in-house to help us with quoting, where if you give me a layout of a drawing or even just tell me the footage and corners and end posts, it'll give me a product list. Um, but the main thing is uh, weights and diameters of, right. of pipe, um, the gauge, the chain link. I mean, so you can go all over the place with it. So the specs matter to you more than the quantity. Yes. So you, you don't mind even if there that. even if there's no specs per se, you if you could tell me what you what you're looking um, to do. Yeah, I mean I don't necessarily mean like the specs of the job, but I mean yeah. like the specs of stuff I want. So mm -hmm. okay. and 
I mean, it, on your guys' end is, uh, you know, when you're selling it, it's going to make you sound more educated. And it's also going to make sure you're comparing apples to apples with who you're going with. If you can say, hey, I quoted, you know, SS40 and nine gauge wire. And somebody comes back and says, well, you're five grand high. Well, what do they bid? I don't know. It says standard commercial chain link. Yep. So it, it can help you get that second look on your end and help make sure that you're, you know, comparing apples to apples with somebody else. So in my personal experience, that's a hard sell. Um, it's really hard when you have a customer that most of the time they're just non-responsive, right? But when you are in a situation where the customer is like, oh, you're a little bit higher than them, you know, 5,000 higher or whatever. Well, what did they bid? Well, I don't know. Like I just told them I wanted a chain link fence, you know, and so I, I don't understand this whole thing, but we've fought with this a lot in the residential world. And that was one of the reasons we just stepped away from it. But like the consumers don't even know what they're asking for, what they're getting, what they want, what they need. None of that. They just say, Hey, I want a fence. So, but no, it, I, you know, I've had conversations like this with you and with other vendors. And it's crazy to me that there are people out here putting up fence that don't even know, like, Oh, I don't know. I just need a seven foot overall fence. Like what size post, you know, what, you want nine gauge wire? You want 11 and a half? Well, I don't know. Yeah. So that, we're, that's we're, crazy. We're, we're uh, quoting something that's going to last you 20 plus years. Bob and, and that's, is quoting you whatever that's going to last you maybe, you know, a year. So. And with a few questions, you can gauge your customer on which direction you need to go with that. If they're just saying they want a fence up there, you know, well, what are you trying to keep out or keep in or, you know, what's your, what's your end goal with this? And you can kind of on your end gauge, you know, yeah. Hey, th this person wants something heavy duty. I need to beef it up. Let's go SS 49 gauge wire. I don't know. I just want something cheap. Okay. Right. Well, let's, let's lighten this up and just get it done. Uh, I kind of, I don't remember who I heard talking about this, but I think it was a contractor fight guy. What's I can't remember his name. But anyways, um, Mike Reber, I think, Tom Reber, Tom. Anyways, um, so I, I think he was the one that said it, but like instead of ha really having a, a budget kind of conversation, he kind of takes the approach of, you know, he'll, he'll do kind of like what you're saying, Brad, and he'll talk to him and he'll be like, okay, if we put in like a nice heavy-duty commercial fence, it's going to run you around $30,000. Right now we can back up on that material and get you something a little bit lighter. And maybe that's going to run you. I'm just going to throw out some random number, 25,000. And, you know, he'll kind of have like a really preliminary, like budgetary conversation like that with his customers on the front end. And it kind of like does a little bit of like what you're saying and kind of just steers them in the direction that the customer wants and, you know, helps them fill out their budget and exactly what they're looking for. So, yeah, I think that's a solid idea. Of course, I mean, you could do the whole like good, better, best thing, but now we've got to bid every job three times and I neither Preferably us or you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, Brad, can you go ahead and bid this for me three times? We wound up doing that a lot anyways, accidentally, but, or unintentionally or whatever, but, you know, we don't want to do it from the front end, I don't think, but. um, All right. So how do we keep them happy? I already have that. Learn material specs, names, et cetera, and know what you want to order. 
if you ask for something dumb, you might get something dumb. So we, when we talked the other day, you mentioned uh, like a, a 12 foot tall, one inch mesh with two inch post on it, two inch line post on there. Uh, mm-hmm. So, I mean, I personally, if someone asked me for a price on that, I would just say that, no, it's not going to work. Like I'll bid it the way it needs to be, but I'm not doing that. Um, and I guess and that's what I say. It's like, I can sell you this. It's going to fall over. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, um, hey, any listeners, if you need some help calculating your material list, Simpolo can help you with that. War <laughs> <Poor> bread. <laughs> no, so you get the list from Simpolo and then you send it to Brad. So you send gotcha. the Simpolo list to Brad. Yeah. There we go. Win win. Now that we have uh, inch and five eighths uh, top rail combined into one line, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's actually still two lines. But at least it is together. They're together. Yeah. So at, at one point, it would put like the one and five eighths top rail as like the third line item. And then the one and five eighths braces would be like the 20th line item on and, the next page. Right. And so Brad would get mad at me. He's like, every time I have to go in here and delete this crap and do it again because your stupid thing puts it all the way down there. <laughs> I know. Well, um, I'll do that with some uh, like gate post and terminal post. Hmm. I'll combine them. The future. That's not too bad for us. It's when we get to full length stuff and I have to enter by the footage, which calculates a piece count out. And then I, uh, every time I hit one of those inch and five eighths, 21s, I had to completely redo it. <laughs> and it would happen three times every time. I'm like, so again, the relationship. So what happened? Brad just called me. He's like, hey, man, is there some way to fix this? And it took a little bit, but like I got my developers to change something in the software so that it worked out for him. So it didn't matter to me one way or the other because I just needed a cost on the material, but I went through some steps to make it easier on him. So much appreciated. Yeah, no problem, man. Glad I could help. Thank you. So uh, I I wrote down here to send in a materialist, not a drawing on a napkin, but I, you know, Seems like that's not with, as big of an issue. With chain link, it's not a bit. That's not that big of an issue. Mm-hmm. I mean, there. You know, when you start getting into ornamental or wood or stuff like that, that we have to break down. I have no problem helping you with that. We're we as a company are not responsible for your takeoff, but we'll help you. And that kind of goes back to that relationship of, I'm. I will help you with that. I don't want you to become dependent upon that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm more than happy to help you learn something and get you out of a bind, but I mean, I'm not going to say I'm not going to do it, but I will prioritize different, different projects that come through. If you're installing fence, you need to learn material. Like I, I think that's it. You need to learn what you're selling, what the, I mean, there's a lot of options out there. So like not everybody's going to know all of the options granted, but I mean, at least learn the basics. And if you want a standard fence, learn what a standard fence is made of. And then really get crazy and learn how to calculate material. Because guess what? Uh, You can get a list of material from any vendor and it'd be wrong. I got one today from our steel supplier and they screwed up. And like, you still have to go back and check it because ultimately we're all human. Right. And I mean, we all make mistakes on stuff, but I, I looked at it and I was like, something just doesn't look right on here. And I did some calculations and sure enough, they had shorted one of the line items and I had to go back and add it. 
Now that was the thing where I'd sent like a couple of different materialists at the same time. And like, he probably just got confused on the quantities or whatever, but I mean, wow. <laughs> um, yeah. So just, uh, by me being able to calculate my material properly, I knew it was wrong. And I mean, when you show up to do a job and there's something missing, like that just comes out of your bottom line. So it would be of service for people to learn how to calculate material. Anyways, enough so. And, you know, you build that relationship with us. We're here to double check that as best we can too. So, and so we're double checking each other. Correct. So now it, wait a minute. If you're double checking a double check, is that a quadruple check? I think so. Yeah. I think that's right. You don't think I like so? your math. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> double check a double check. You get a quad check. Quad check. Quad check. Um, so uh, what do they need to provide us to keep us happy? We already talked about service, response time, uh, material in a timely manner. To me, I think just like, you know, you should do with your customers. I think your vendor, if you're someone you're buying fence material from, should communicate with you. Um, I recently had an experience with a service company in another industry. And so I, I dropped my truck off at a body shop to get some work done on it. And these jokers, we, we dropped it off the Monday we were going to Las Vegas, which was like the week of August 21st or something like that. And I planned, I scheduled it with them like a month or six weeks in advance and dropped it off, of course, thinking it was going to get done that week. Never heard anything from them. So I called them a week later and they're like, oh, it should be done at the end of this week. So that was August 28th. I called them. So into that week, it was done, I supposedly today. And I had not heard a word from them for the longest time. And I was trying to wait them out. I was like, I'm going to see how long it takes for them to pick up the phone and call me. And they never did. So I finally called them. And, uh, but, you know, I don't, I don't think that our customers should be the ones calling us. I mean, you get those customers that are like annoying, we'll just say. Right. But I mean, in general, I think if we tell a customer we're going to be there in three weeks and we're not going to make it, we need to call them, right? Don't wait until two days after you're supposed to be there and let them call you. Um, and I think it's the same with a vendor. Right. I, I think if something is supposed to be delivered in two or three weeks, like I think your vendor should call you and be like, hey, something happened. It's not going to be there. Uh, in general, I mean, things are going to slip through the cracks for all of us. But I mean, I, I think that's a, a good part of that service. And then, yeah, some some helpless submittals is cool because I know that's a struggle. I mean, I've done it for a while and like I, I have a pretty decent handle on it now, but. I mean, sometimes we need some help and the uh, just searching through the internet can be a little bit overwhelming sometimes. Yes. Well, and Stevens has a lot of stuff on their website. Yep. We yep. do have a section for submittals on our website that yep. you can kind of go and pick and choose from. And a bunch of like document information and specifications and all that stuff mm -hmm. you can go take a look at. Um, yes. So I'll, I'll use that. And I mean, once you kind of figure out how it works, then you can kind of figure out where you need to go. And I mean, I might have to click on two or three different ones until I find the one I'm looking for. But for the most part, when you learn it, it's not so bad. But I and think that all kind of ties into knowing your material. But yeah, right. You got to know what it's called that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, somebody was, uh, well, 
Zach the other day was saying something about one of the prefab companies. And he's like, I got to go through this website and click on every single one of these things and try to figure out which style it is. And da, 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 da. And I was like, yeah, but once you learn, you learn. Like, that's a part of it. I mean, you didn't know how to tie your shoes and now you do that every day. So, I mean, it's, it's part of it. Um, but anyways, uh, so how do we get the best deals? What, what are some things we might be able to do to get a, a lower tier of pricing or the, the best pricing that could come out of Steven's pipe? Uh, good payment history is a, a good start to that. Uh-oh. um on top of that um bundle quantities and truckloads i mean when you start cutting out some of my labor it helps me with my pricing yeah so if i'm having to bust bundles of everything down and repackage it i've got labor involved versus you know grabbing a bundle and sticking it on a truck right so so buy big and pay fast that's good. That should be your slogan. Buy big, pay fast. <laughs> I mean, re- recently you had a, a project and asked if there's anything I could do. I said, actually, I've got half a truck. This fills it out. Yeah. So we were able to make that work. So, right. Yeah. I mean, anything that you guys can do to cut down on the costs that we have involved can help with the price, you know, mm. whether it's freight or labor or anything like that. So communicate, ask the question. Don't be afraid to ask the question. Yeah, definitely communicate. I mean, that's even with the time frame. Don't don't call two days or even the day before you have a three thousand foot project and say, "Hey, by the way, I need this tomorrow." <laughs> so, I mean, you're probably just going to be disappointed if you do that. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that that's a big thing for us, you know. If you know you got it, let us know. Let us start planning and getting that. And if you have that 3,000-foot project, buy two bundles of rail, you know. Yeah. Yep. Don't get the exact piece count that you need. You know, you're going to use it. So, Man, that's hard anymore. I, I feel like the further we go along, the less inventory anybody wants, including us. And you could probably uh, provide a little bit more information on this than me, but a lot of the inventory, we're taxed on it. So we'll we'll have to pay like personal property taxes at the end of the year based on how much inventory we have in stock in some of the stuff. So that's a that's another thing too because I I don't know how that works for like resale or anything else, but I know with us being installers, some of that stuff we have to pay tax on. So we uh, definitely try not to stock up or bulk up any inventory as we're getting down here towards the end of the year. I get it with some things, but there's also certain things that you know that as a fence contractor, you're going to use it pretty quickly. So, yeah, we're we're going to use some three inch tension bands. Like, yeah, right. Six foot nine. You you know you need four hundred feet. Let's just make that a pallet. Right. It's going to happen. So, yeah. So even going to like bundle or pallet quantities. So that'll be one reduction. And then from there would be up to like a truckload quantity. So I guess you have a different, like not to, I don't know. You can say that it's not okay to answer this question, I guess, but I'm assuming that the way the supplier world works is your volume determines your price level. To a point. Yeah. So I guess that would kind of be another thing about the whole, um, what's that word that I want to say? 
can't remember that word uh loyalty <laughs> yeah would be like maybe the more money you spend with somebody you might get a better deal too and you probably don't want to be the person that gets a quote on stuff all the time and never buys anything. Like that's probably not going to the top of the list. Probably yeah. not going to help you out a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we know, right? So, <laughs> <laughs> we know what we quote versus what goes out. So we know when we're Randy Pennington. Uh oh. Uh oh. We have a caller. Your Tinder date. Yeah. Let's see. Hello, caller. Hello, Mr. Rude. This is Randy. What's up, sweetheart? <laughs> uh, not a whole lot. Are you sure you're going to have that deer uh, price for me in the morning? Because And that is the material that I am going to have to go over with you. <laughs> yes, sir. Dang. Look at that. 6 p.m. and still on the job. Mm-hmm. Which one of us? <laughs> Both of you. <laughs> All right, boy. Well, I'll see you later. I, I, I've listened. I've listened to his uh, his episode too. I'm more of that early bird type person. Yeah, yeah. We're we're kind of opposite ends of that world. Mm-hmm. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it shows. When I show up early in the morning and I get the 6.30 in the PM email from Dan. Mm. Yeah. And then, it, so it starts your day off perfect because it's already waiting on you and you know it's going to be something crazy. It actually isn't bad because I have that time in between before I'm being bothered to try to start looking at things. And then like four hours later, I get to look at it and ask you questions. Yeah. That, all right. That, yep. that, that's all I got. We're done early this time. I guess I'm just not interesting. I think we just... Uh, well, normally Zach's on here, and I feel like the introduction and, you know... Story with, time. And story time and the talking with you and Zach runs yeah. uh, probably about 10 minutes, and me, I'm just cutting dry. I think you need Alisa by your side to keep you con- <laughs> keep your line. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what she does. Yeah. I, I... <laughs> <laughs> good job that is my job so, so. <laughs> yep that, that's her role in life is to keep me in line somebody has to do it in you fact really I, pay her more yeah i know for sure, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> she agrees <laughs> i'm sure my wife would too yeah what what's on the wall behind you uh family photos so i had the choice of a uh, dining room or bedroom to do this so Hold on, I'm gonna see if I can go full screen. Uh, how do I swap to Brad? Ah, uh, I mean, I could pick the phone up and put it up there. But is it just a little photo in a big frame? Yes. Oh, I'm not a designer. I was gonna say kind of like an artistic touch. To yeah, the family photos. So I've been looking at those the whole time, trying to figure out what they were. I was wondering if it was like a little picture at the top with you know like a bio or like a some text underneath it but nope just a picture it's something that my wife has picked out understood i understand yeah i just i just live here yeah i get it (laughs) me too (laughs) i'm really just the labor yeah you are yeah i don't even even do that even admits it (laughs) 
So I always tell her I'm just here to tote the kids and pay the bills. Yeah, but you sleep too late to tote the kids. Yeah. So. It works out. <laughs> All right, Brad. Well, uh, you got anything else? You got any advice for us or the listeners or anybody? I think we covered a lot of it. I mean, like I said, it is a relationship. So, yeah. That, I mean, that's going to go a long way when you can build that relationship. It's probably going to work a lot better than if you don't. Right. And what's the most keeping that. Re- go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, what's the most frustrating thing about dealing with us? Oh. <laughs> oh. Let's air the dirty laundry. They air some dirty laundry. And this is a safe space. Nobody's listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just us here. Uh, that engine five eights rail was getting pretty frustrating having to run back through things. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> we fixed it, man. We fixed it. <laughs> no, it's 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 not bad. It's good. If that's the worst yeah. thing, that's not so bad. No, and then like I said, we kind of have that relationship that if it is something crazy, we're bouncing it back and forth. It's not just pinning it on me to try to figure it out for you. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, I try not to do that because I know a lot of that crazy stuff. Like I, I try to do as much of the legwork as I can instead of just dumping it on you. That is very much appreciated on our end. Yeah. I mean, Sometimes, we will help you, but it is much appreciated to have as much information as possible. Sometimes so, it doesn't work out. And, you know, kind of going back to that whole like, place three panels on the prefab deal. I mean, sometimes no matter how much looking around you do, you just can't find it. And, you know, sometimes we got to be like, hey, Brad, can you help me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so sorry about those, but. No, it's all right. Like I said, bounce it back and forth. So. So the most frustrating thing that they had has been corrected. That's wow. good. Thank you. Wow. That's cool. I'm glad it's still fresh enough in his memory that he's not thinking of anything else, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, well, Laurie, good. you got anything? Okay. All right. Well, I guess we're uh, we're gonna end this. So good. Thank you for having me on. Thank yeah, you man. for your Thank business. You. Thanks for being here. Um, I don't. I guess people can look you up if they want to find you. But you want to like yeah. Stevens Pipe and Steel in Nashville. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, Monday through Friday, there every day. Apparently, working on deer fence first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a, an exciting one, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I'm, one that I have to get help myself on. So yeah, yeah I remember. Wasn't it? Is a guy in like Alabama or Mississippi or something like that? That is that right? That does that? Yeah, we have a rep in Alabama that uh, he helps me out with that. Yeah. So yeah, that's all. That's another thing with us being all over and having reps that we can use. I mean, we have a lot of people that have been in the industry for a long time that. If I don't know it, I can find somebody that does. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Nobody knows it all. No. So, all right. Randy. Yeah, that's right. Of course. (laughs) Of course. course. (laughs) All right. Well, I appreciate you being on and uh, thanks everybody for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye.